Welcome to the Don't Trip on the Usual podcast from Beyond Our Experiences. My name is Kishan and I'll be speaking about Melkote today. Not far away from Bangalore, approximately about 150 kilometers away, is an important pilgrimage place for Vaishnavites. This is called Melkote. Melu in Melkote is nothing but top and Kote means the fort. Melkote is an ordinary place where extraordinary events have taken place it has both a legendary and a historical correct with a great degree of religious influence so pardon me if this podcast sounds to be leaning towards the religious side the holy saint ramanujacharya spent 12 years in melkote in the 12th century this place is famous for two temples the chaluva narayana swami temple and the yoga narsimha swami temple chaluva meaning handsome in kannada this temple is surrounded by a fort the chaluva narayana temple is also called as the tiru narayana temple the idol which is the utsava murti is taken out for a procession around the temple is called as shalava pillai also known as sampat kumar but this was originally called as ramapriya which i will touch base upon later on in the podcast the wodiyars who were the royal family of mysore presented two crowns the krishna rajamudi and the vairamudi the vairamudi is nothing but a crown which is studded with diamonds there is a popular vairamudi festival that takes place between the months of march and april during which the utsava murti is adorned with the diamond crown another important temple is that of the yoga narsimha which is built on the hillock there are around 800 steps to climb from the foothills and it is a steep climb of which you can cover about 200 steps through a vehicle the deity of narsimha is in a sitting posture here interestingly there is a sanskrit patashala school in this temple which dates back to 1853 now apart from these two temples there is an interesting place called as the akkatangi kola which is located close to the chaluva narayana swami temple now what does akkatangi mean akka in kannada means elder sister and tangi means the younger sister and kola is nothing but a pond so there are two twin ponds which are adjacent to each other There is an interesting legend as well. One of the sisters eagerly wanted to build a water tank whereas the other sister was not too keen. So, one of the ponds is said to be fit for drinking whereas the other is something which is impure where people wash clothes and dishes. Now, apart from this, there's a place called as the Raya Gopuram which is an incomplete structure of a temple believed to be built overnight during the vijayanagara period this place has many intricate and beautiful carvings that has featured in many south indian and bollywood movies namely talapati padiyappa tiruda tiruda raudi rathor and guru there is a place called as dhanush koti now let's not get mistaken for dhanush koti in tamil nadu but dhanush koti is a hill view at the end of the road where the chaluva narayana swami temple the akkatangi kola and the raya gopuram are present 
Now, as per the belief, Lord Rama and Sita spent some time here during their 14-year exile. When Sita felt thirsty and asked for water, it is then when Lord Rama shot his arrow in the land and water oozed out. The water has not dried up over centuries. People visit this hilltop pond and sprinkle water on their head. There is a shrine for Lord Rama and you would see even the carvings of Rama's feet here. There is a Hanuman temple at the top of the hill and the view from here is absolutely stunning. There is a Kalyani tank as well which is located at the foothills which is supposed to be the largest amongst the 108 temple tanks in the district. It has a history which is spanning about a thousand years. A series of steps leads to the water in the tank. The temple tank is connected to the 107 tanks in the vicinity through a network of canals. Now isn't that amazing? As per the legend, when Vishnu took the form of the Varaha avatar and lifted Mother Earth, a drop of sweat fell here and that led to the formation of the Kalyani. Melkote has been in existence across yugas. The hill at Melkote is known as the Narayanyadri in the Satya Yuga, Vedadri in the Treta Yuga, Yadukiri in the Dwarpa Yuga and Yatishaila in the Kali Yuga. Now there is a legendary connect how Lord Tiru Narayana came to Melkote. As per the legend, Lord Brahma wanted a deity of Lord Vishnu nothing but Tiru Narayana to worship. Hence he performed austerities to obtain the deity. Once his austerities were successful, the deity of Lord Vishnu appeared before him. Brahma worshipped the deity of Vishnu in Brahmaloka, which is nothing but one of the highest planetary systems in the universe. Brahma's son, Sanat Kumar, requested to give him the deity so that he could worship it as well. It is said Sanat Kumar bought this idol and installed it in Melkote. So that's how Lord Tirunarayana came to Melkote. As I had mentioned earlier, the Utsava Murti in the Chaluva Narayana temple is also known as Ramapriya and is the one which is taken out for a procession during festival time. Now, after Lord Brahma handed the deity of Lord Tirunarayana to Sanat Kumar, he again performed austerities to obtain another idol of Lord Vishnu for his worship. This time, he was given a beautiful idol of the Lord called Chalvanarayana or Ramapriya along with the deities of Sri Devi and Bhudevi. Now there is an interesting Ramayana connect that comes into the picture here. As we all know, Lord Rama defeated the demon king Ravana and returned back to Ayodhya. He used to worship an idol of Lord Ranganatha which he handed across to Vibhishna so that he could take it across to Lanka. However, on the way, the deity of Lord Ranganatha decided to stay in Sri Rangam and resides there till today. As Rama didn't have an idol of Vishnu to worship, Brahma handed across the deity of Ramapriya along with the deities of Sri Devi and Bhudevi to Rama. As the deities were very dear to Rama, 
this deity got to be known as Ramapriya. Lord Rama's son Kusha worshipped the deities as well. His daughter Kanakamalini married Yadushekara from the Yadu dynasty and carried the deity of Ramapriya with her. Thus, the deity of Ramapriya came from the solar dynasty of Lord Rama into the lunar dynasty of Lord Krishna and Balrama who appeared later. If the Ramayana connect was not enough, here comes the Mahabharata connect. In the Mahabharata times, Lord Krishna and Balrama used to worship the idol of Ramapriya at their home. When on a pilgrimage of South India, on visiting Melkote, Balrama noticed the striking resemblance of Lord Tirunarayana to Ramapriya. On returning, Balrama mentioned about this similarity to Krishna and they both bought the deity and installed it in Melkote. It is said Lord Krishna and his family members used to visit this deity at Melkote. Hence, Melkote is known as Yadugiri. Now there is an interesting connection of Melkote to Ramanujacharya. As thousands of years passed by, Melkote, like many other places of religious significance in southern India, suffered at the hands of foreign invaders. As a result of which, the temple of Lord Tirunarayana was lost and covered by thick forest as time passed by. The idol of Lord Tirunarayana was somewhat underground and its whereabouts were not known to anyone. The idol of Ramapriya was taken away by the invaders along with the wealth looted from the temple. The whereabouts of Ramapriya was also not known to anyone. Saint Ramanujacharya, who lived between the 11th and 12th centuries, resided in Sri Rangam. However, due to the persecution of the Chola king who believed in Shaivism versus Vaishnavism, Ramanujacharya, as advised by his devotees, fled Sri Rangam and came to Tandanur, which is called as Tandanur today. Tandanur is about 20 kilometers from Melkote and has some beautiful temples to visit. Them being Nambi Narayana Swami Temple, Gobala Krishna Temple and Swami Ramanuja Temple itself. All these three temples are within walkable distance from each other. Now Tandanur was under the region of Bitti Deva who was a Hoysala king. Now Bitti Deva had a daughter who was possessed by evil spirits. On being advised by many, Bitti Deva took his daughter across to Ramanujacharya and the great saint cured her of the spell. Thus, Bitti Deva became an ardent follower of Ramanujacharya and converted from Jainism to Vaishnavism. Bitti Deva also was renamed as Vishnuvardhana. Now when the Jains heard about this, they arrived at Tandanur and confronted Ramanujacharya. They challenged him to a scholarly debate, which he readily accepted. Ramanujacharya asked his disciples to put a screen between him and the Jain scholars. Behind the scenes, he took the form of a thousand-hooded Adisesha and engaged in a debate with thousands of scholars individually and simultaneously through the thousand hoods 
and in due course defeated them. The scholars were then totally convinced by the divine words of Ramanujacharya and many of them became his disciples and converted from Jainism to Vaishnavism. Now, how did Ramanujacharya discover Lord Tirunarayana? In the year 1090 AD, Ramanujacharya was running short of Tiruman which is nothing but white sand that devotees apply on their forehead. It is then when the Lord appeared in his dreams and told him he is near the town of Melkote and to look for the idol of Tirunarayana and the white sand there. Elated, Ramanujacharya informed King Vishnuvardhana about his dream and Vishnuvardhana sent his men to help in clearing the forest to locate the idol of the Lord. Lord Tirunarayana appeared in Ramanujacharya's dream again that night and gave him precise directions where he is situated under, under a large ant hill and where he can find the sacred white sand. Ramanujacharya followed the directions and found the ant hill and removing the earth found the idol of Lord Tirunarayana. Likewise, he followed the directions and found the white sand as well. Ramanujacharya erected the temple where the ant hill was found and thus Lord Tirunarayana was reinstalled after many centuries. Now that Ramanujacharya discovered the idol of Lord Tirunarayana, let's understand how he went ahead and discovered the idol of Lord Ramapriya. With the temple rebuilt and the idol of Lord Tirunarayana installed, Ramanujacharya wanted to have an Utsava Murti in the temple. It is then when the Lord advises him and tells him that the Utsava Murti is there in Delhi within the palace of a Muslim emperor. He tells him he should go there and reclaim the deity of Ramapriya. So Ramanujacharya travels to Delhi with his disciples and meets the emperor and requests him to return the deity of Ramapriya. The king tells Ramanujacharya that he has plundered thousands of temples all across and has collected many many deities and shows him the collection that he has. Now the challenge here was how would Ramanujacharya identify the idol of Ramapriya without knowing how it looked? That night Ramapriya himself appears in the vision of Ramanujacharya and tells him he is with the king's daughter and that she treats him as a husband and he reciprocates the same way to her and that you would be able to find the idol out there. So Ramanujacharya meets with the king, informs him about the vision, the king is impressed and takes, uh, and takes him to the daughter's chamber and voila the idol of Ramapriya is there. Ramanujacharya calls out to Ramapriya, Shelva Pillai Varamendri and the idol came and sat on his lap. The king is impressed and Ramanujacharya takes the idol of Ramapriya and leaves back to Melkote. On learning that the idol of Ramapriya is taken away, the king's princess could not bear the separation and left in search of Ramanujacharya along with some of the king's attendants. On arriving at Melkote, Ramanujacharya installs the idol of Ramapriya. The king's daughter 
arrives at the door of the temple only to realize it's too late and that thousands of devotees were celebrating. She drops to the floor and her soul fled her body and merges with the idol of Ramapriya. On learning about the news of her passing away, Ramanujacharya gets pretty disheartened due to her devotion and love for the Lord. He gets a small statue of her installed at the foot of Lord Tirunarayana. The king's princess is known as Bibi Nachiar or Tulukka Nachiar. Tulukka nothing but refers to Tugluk and Nachiar is nothing but a princess. So Bibi Nachiar is worshipped as an idol at Melkote and her face is covered with a veil. However, in Sri Rangam, the Islamic tradition is followed and there is no idol worship. So there is a painting of Bibi Nachiar in Sri Rangam. So that's an encapsulation of Melkote and the surroundings that as it exists today to the mythological connection of Ramayana and Mahabharata to the historical connection and the influence of the Saint Ramanujacharya. So that's about it from me. Thanks for tuning in. For more such experiences, do tune in to the Don't Trip on the Usual podcast from Beyond Experiences. Take care, stay safe and whatever else you do, don't trip on the usual.